You are listening to the Insight Scoop podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Insight Scoop episode 71. This time we have Yassin here. Hi there. Hello, hello. And How's it going? We have, uh, we have Oscar co-hosting this one. Hello. And today we are going to interview Yassin a bit on his uh, final year project, the University Honors Project here in the United Kingdom, uh, about uh, how he was using AI to detect rocks on the moon, <laughs> pretty much something like that. Anyway, cut to, to cut to the chase, your project is called Detecting Boulders on lunar surfaces, Yassin? What is that? On lunar surfaces, yeah. Lunar surfaces. So I can start with... That's some space stuff. I, what is yeah. that? <laughs> so basically, I can start with um, like defining what a boulder is. So a boulder is pretty much like rock fragments that are scattered across like planetary surfaces. Um, so these can be from like asteroid impacts, mainly. Um, and so my task was to detect these rock fragments and pretty much um, find the size and position of each uh, boulder. Um, and this is using computer vision and like AI and deep learning. So you have made a system yeah. which find, well, sees rather. Mm -hmm. So it's sees, like, so does like, it have a camera or? Um, so pretty much um, it's a set of images. So like I would use this image taken by like, um, like a space probe. And then that image will be sent to like a neural network or like a deep learning system. And then the output would be an image with a bunch of boxes showing the detection of each boulder, pretty much. And um, to train that, I used uh, kind of like synthetic images. So images that were used, like not real images, pretty much. Um, images that are kind of like generated from like a 3D modeling software. And to test the system, I use real life images that are like taken by the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. So like images taken by space probes. It's pretty hard to explain, but <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of get it. it. So yeah, so you would use that for like spacecraft guidance or like landing, um, or or is it right. just yeah, yeah, like so. So after the output, so after all of the positions and the sizes have been calculated, and like you see these boxes that have been um, detected on the image, if you can like kind of image that in your head. Um, after the output, the, all the coordinates and all the sizes are used to like actually model a 3D uh, surface. Because um, the main use case of my project is not actually to help like probes and spacecraft land on the moon. It's actually help generate um, synthetic like 3D terrains. Um, because it's kind of like tedious to like draw out every rock fragment on like um, on like a like a 3D modeling software, like for example, let's say like Maya or um, or like Blender, for example. Imagine drawing each individual boulder. It takes quite a lot of time. So this this system automates that uh, process. It pretty much gives you a moon, which has yeah, like you. It's like is it like 3D, almost 3D scanning a moon, something like that. Kind of like that, yeah. So you, so the main. So the main objective is mainly rock fragments. So like all these boulders, right? We mainly want to like scan those and then place them on like a 3D model. The craters and the, um, the rest of the terrain is kind of like just, you, you just like, it's kind of like just there already, if that makes sense. Right. 
So all it is is just like automatically uh, defining these boulders on this on this terrain, on this 3D terrain. And then like the use case of this would be to, um, for example, like let's say like you're a researcher, and you want to like actually do some simulations. Um, it's quite tedious and quite long for them to like make the models themselves. They would want to get the simulations and all the like all the testing done like straight away. So mm. instead of like them making the model, why not have like a an automated system to do that for them? Right. So but but they want so they want the researchers, right? They want the model yeah. to be modeled uh from the real moon, like not just uh, yeah. randomly yeah. generate those boulders. Yeah, so they want an accurate uh model. So they can run like uh, space landings or whatever they want to need to do because like imagine if you want to land like a spacecraft on a boulder like that's gonna that's gonna fail that's gonna crash <laughs> you want to land oh, on a yeah. flat surface um and having these simulations beforehand can like save a lot of money like imagine like you just launch a spacecraft or, or a rover um out of nowhere without any testing like that's gonna probably fail and it's gonna waste a lot of money so like having these simulations and creating these simulations in a quick manner um, is very beneficial. That makes sense, to be fair. Yeah. Um, could it detect aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I wish. I wish if I, had enough, if I had enough images of aliens, maybe. But, nah. No. Maybe in the future. Who knows? It could be like a patch, you know, like a beta patch. Yeah, yeah. Just like detect that'd aliens. That'd be nice. Oh, detecting UFOs, that'd be pretty nice. Yo. Like real-time footage. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> um and uh this was achieved by just to get into i guess more technical mm -hmm. part a bit um yeah machine learning ai yeah what's it so pretty much um so the system is comprised let's start off with like the top down view so right system is comprised of like um so the back end which consists of like the the ai the deep learning machine learning and then the front end which is where the user would actually input the image for the system to like use to detect. Um, and the deep learning is um, computer vision. And it's kind of hard to explain. Um, so in deep learning, the reason why it's called deep learning is because the network is comprised of many layers, right? So generally the consensus is, is it more than three layers, the network. And this network is very complex. So um, it has like very, it has different architectures. Um, so the architecture I chosen was faster RCNN, which consists of a feature extraction module, um, a, uh, uh, what was it, region of interest, like finding the region of interest. And then the final layer is, or the final block of that deep learning system is a classification module where like the image is classified as boulder or no boulder if that makes sense and also the bounding boxes are also like drawn on if that makes sense right so so the network so to make it simple the network is split into three components feature extraction um finding the regions of interest which means finding the regions that or finding the foreground objects the regions that we are interested in so not actually pinpointing the actual boulder or the rock fragment, but finding the region where we are interested in, right? And then the last module, or the last part, is the, uh, is the classification. 
is the um, also the uh, bounding box like bounding box output as well. So the classification and the bounding box output is the last part, the classification part. Right. Yeah. So that is the fastest CNN architecture. Um, and there are many different architectures I could have chosen, but this one was kind of like the, the one that made the most sense. And how much computing power does all of this process require once you have the model trained? Um, okay, so training takes a lot of power, takes a lot of GP power. Once the model is trained, um, you can save the model into a file. And okay. the file is, um, well, I use PyTorch, so the file is ending in .pt. Mm. And that file saves all the weights, all the train weights, all the, all the nodes, all the biases. So all the values, uh, all the, the values are needed, right? Um, well, all the trained values, for example. And so that file gets loaded again into a, fa into a, like, a faster RCNN again, but this time with all the weights and all the biases, the values of those trained, all the, all the trained values um, are loaded. And then um, once an image gets inputted, because we have all the weights and the values and all the biases already like, pre-trained, it doesn't take that much power. It only takes about like, well, on my laptop, it took about 10 seconds to, to predict everything, pretty much. Right. Yeah. So, you, so you theoretically could like, um implement this into a, a lunar lander or something with a yeah. bit more processing power mm -hmm. and then have real-time like imagery mm -hmm. yep to track so as long as you as long as you have all the weights and biases saved from the mm -hmm. trained uh from the trained values or from the training um easily like a cpu would would handle this like even my laptop just like like intel i5 mm -hmm. Pretty much handled everything in like ten seconds. So that pretty is that pretty much how how AI in general works, right? So you you train mm -hmm. like it doesn't you matter train. what it is, yeah. like boulders or uh, have I don't know if you've seen uh, Silicon Valley the uh, the TV show where one of the one of the guys made a hot dog not hot dog mm -hmm. <laughs> application which tells you if it's a hot dog <laughs> or not. Yeah, <laughs> like. So you pretty much, well, you have to train it, right? Yeah. Um, so first you have to train it. How, um, how did you, you said you, you were manufacturing the images, like creating boulders yourself or something? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the data collection was the most annoying part of this project. Okay. It took about 70% of my time. Wow. I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. Now, it took most of my time. Like building, building the network itself was quite simple. But, tr but collect data collection was very hard. Like, first, um, so because there's not enough images of like the lunar surface, it's very hard to come by. And we need images that are close so that it, so you can see the boulders, because it, it wouldn't make sense to have like a far away image. There's like the boulders are non-existent, right? Oh, okay, fair. Yeah. So to generate these images, I used a software called Pangu, which stands for Planet and Asteroid Natural Scene Generation Utility. Um, and it's a software that's used by like researchers to like uh, do, do these simulations, like I mentioned earlier, and to like 3D model like terrain. Um, and I use that software to actually generate like a random lunar surface or a random surface of my choice, right? And then use this camera to uh, to like batch generate 
like thousands of images. So the camera would move along the surface and it would take an image, move to the next step and take an image, move to the next step and take an image. And this happens like thousands and thousands of times until I get enough images, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and once I got these images, I had to label them. Now, labeling was the hardest part because you would need to, to label like, um, or to label the data, like, or to, to feed images into a network, you also need its ground truths, which means you also need like, um, you also need to tell the network, like, what is the, um, like, what is the actual like values? What do, what does the network need to do? Um, what does the network need to predict? If that makes sense, right? Yeah. So we, so I need to label like every individual boulder oh, to its exact oh point. Yeah. Um, otherwise the network would not know like where each boulder is or where to, um, like where, where it, it won't know where it failed. Right. Mm. Um, and so to label each individual boulder, I use some like image pre-processing, like I use some image pre-processing technique because imagine doing this like manually, imagine labeling every individual boulder for each image manually. It's going to take time, effort, and it'll probably take like the whole you know, three months that we had for this project. So, um, so the way I did it was I used, um, like I automatically did it with OpenCV. So for each image, I removed the background and left the boulders like visible, right? So imagine like, oh. yeah, imagine removing the background and making the background black and then leaving the boulders like visible, like the gray boulders, these like right. little circles visible. Um, then I use something called contours, which kind of like, which means that it draws around the, each like, um, each like um, feature in the image. So whatever the like, so wherever it's like not, not black, for example, not a black, uh, or not a background, right? Wherever is a boulder, it will draw around it, kind mm -hmm. of, in contours, in a contour form, right? And then um, by using like draw a rectangle, right? It would draw the rectangle around these like, um, around these like, uh, what's the word? These, these uh, boulders that you have that are yeah. extracted from the background, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So these boulders okay. are extracted from the background. Yeah. Mm. So it would draw a bounding box around these boulders. Um, because the contours find like the um the colors that are like vibrant, for example. That makes sense. They're different than than Yeah, they're different right. than the background itself. They're different than black. But so whatever is different than black, then the contours will find it. Then the then the then it will draw an automatic automatically draw a rectangle around it in each individual boulder. Um, and then that's my truths, my ground truths, my, what the network is looking for is these bounding box coordinates, right? Mm. So I extract these coordinates, put it into a CSV file for each image. So for each image, I have a bunch of coordinates, bounding box coordinates in a CSV file. And this is what the network is looking for, um, to like say that it's failed or not failed, or if it's close to its prediction or not close to its prediction, if that makes sense. So this is like if you took a young child and you yeah. went to the park and you were like pointed your finger. This is a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. A, yeah, this is, this is an ant. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Um, and that's like the data collection process. But like this was a trial and error process. It took so, so long. Like I had many different like versions of doing it, trying to like, I don't know, use the camera from like 
and like pinpoint each boulder and like you know it was very very um convoluted but, uh, but that's so smart yeah. genuinely yeah. i i would imagine because like i've always heard about uh training the algorithm mm -hmm. right but yeah. i would always imagine that all those thousands of pictures that you've just mentioned mm -hmm. you would literally need to uh like point out every single boulder yourself Mm -hmm. Then the way you the way you explain it is just like yeah, <laughs> like remove the yeah. background, you know, like tell them these what's left is a boulder. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, I yeah. was like I was kind of stuck because like if I did not get past this process, how am I gonna train? Like how am I gonna finish this project? Um, you would probably ask for funding from university <laughs> and go on Amazon Mechanical Turks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. which is a, an online service where you can offload <laughs> mechanical work for yeah and like just uh each picture is worth uh you know 10p and you would pay 10p for each picture and people would like i think i have 100 pounds to spare man let's <laughs> <laughs> say you know get get some uh finance from the university being like oh well uh, there's no other way <laughs> i mean i probably could have got help from like my advisor because i'm pretty sure he mentioned that like if you can't get if you can't do this and like um like we can like try and help you out a bit so my advisor actually helps me a lot with that to be honest um like yeah. he gave me a backup option um but like i found a better way of doing it which was uh, a lot a lot easier and a lot faster yeah like i yeah that's true um so now are you going to continue this project at all after you were finished? Did you were you um, considering on improving it, or is it just like a, a uni project and you're pretty much done? I with think it? I'm pretty much done with this project. Right. Uh, I did learn a lot for sure. Mm. Um, like especially on how hard it is to label data. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's weird yeah. like every time yeah. i think about ai i don't even think mm -hmm. about it i'm just like oh ai must be the, the hardest part must be like yeah. coming up with the the algorithm or like or or how do you yeah, you know train it or something but not the data yeah the data is like messed up i mean as long as you get like the general concept of what ai is if you don't have the data well, you can't do anything right you know um and like me going into this project, I thought I was going to get the data, like, already prepared for me. But I'm glad I didn't because, like, it taught me a lot about, um, uh, like, it taught me a lot that it's not just about the um, AI itself. It's also about, like, um, how are you going to approach, um, how are you going to approach labeling all, all, all the data and uh, how hard it is as well. It's not easy. So besides uh, mm. learning the uh the labeling what would you say was the one of the main things that you've learned to like uh also also um hmm yeah also actually just like deep learning in general like computer vision um because i this is a very new subject to me right like i did kind of like i did dive into like machine learning ai previously in previous um years but like I never actually fully made a project or actually applied it, and this gave me a, like um, or this gave me a, a, like a purpose to apply what I've learned, um, and like it made me it made me realize that like it's not all about theory, it's all about like applying yourself um to that theory, right? And uh, yeah. So it sounds to me like you're more of a top-down 
uh, approach, kind of like yeah, make a project yeah. and learn things. Yeah. So yeah, I learned a lot more, like just actually diving into like whatever machine learning or whatever deep learning library. I use PyTorch. Mm. Um, and you know, like just messing around, playing around with it. Um, as long as you got like what, as long as you got like the basic fundamentals, mm. um, you can just go in and like try try a bunch of stuff out. Learn what tensors are. Learn what um, what a layer is. You know, in a network. You know. Yeah. And learn how to actually build it layer by layer. So, would you call yourself more of an engineer? Would, are you more interested in applying the knowledge of the scientists and making applications with it, with the knowledge, or would you be interested, mm. perhaps, in also exploring like the nature of how um, AI works and such? You know, I found it more beneficial for me personally to to be more of an engineer rather than mm -hmm. uh, exploring the subject. I'd actually like to do a bit of both, but I'm leaning towards mm. more of the engineering side. And do you have any um, projects that you're interested in doing in the future? Related to um, this? Let's see. I would like to like, <laughs> I would like to like, um, I don't know, it's like open my door automatically with my face. <laughs> I would like to do that for some reason. I don't know That's why. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So like some futuristic Tony Stark kind of thing. Yeah. What if yeah. I take a picture of you, make a cutout and come up to it and just wave it? <laughs> would you, oh, would you yeah. use uh, some yeah. sort of like a laser dot projector or something <laughs> yeah that's the problem though that's the that's the thing like how would you get around with that mm. what if you what if you kind of like made it so that your system would ask you to turn your head sideways oh sideways like yeah. and then you would yeah. and you would teach it teach it mm. all of your head's features rather than just uh the front just of the, the, face the front yeah that would be also like or the eyes. The eyes is also like something that I was looking into, mm. like opening, like mm. or like, because I think I'm not too sure about this. I need to double check check this. But like, I think everyone has unique patterns on their eyes, mm. and I think people oh, are looking okay. into this, um, where they can use these patterns on the eye to like actually uh, use that as biometrics instead of just a fingerprint. It's like the spy like movies. Yeah, yeah. Man, literally, all, like all these spy movies where they have the. The guy like uh, comes up, you know, scans their hand like a palm, mm. then scans their eyes, uh, <laughs> like uh, yeah. where you see someone uh, getting well killed, and then yeah. the the bad guys take that guy and like open their eyes and try to like scan it on the scanner just to <laughs> yeah, to yeah, pass through <laughs> the door and stuff. And even the hand structure as well, like the bone structure in the hand. They're actually looking into it and seeing if that is also um, like an application for like biometrics because that can also be unique to each person. Um, but also, I'm not too sure about this. Like, but it's quite interesting though. Like, yeah, I'd imagine the, the more features you use, the yeah. the more. Uh, I mean, obviously, the more uh, steps of uh, a failure that could happen. Mm. You know, if if now our authentication became uh like from our elbow all the way down like it would scan mm -hmm. our veins it would see like our uh, our fingers or all of that mm -hmm. and then imagine you like break something off and it's like ah oh, rip you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> now we're stuck outside your room because the door doesn't oh. open <laughs> oh no <laughs> like no <laughs> you lose a finger that's it <laughs> oh that's a rip dude you need like yeah. a forgot password so you need a button that says lost oh, yes. lost finger <laughs> 
Oh no. Oh my. But honestly, yeah, I'd probably need to think about something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Would you consider a future career in this, or did you figure out that it's like um, not necessarily something you were you would be too interested in? I'm I'm actually very interested in the future career in this. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't know like since that I've like been through the pain <laughs> of oh, this, no. and it it might be a bit easier like down the line you know like i've since i've got this skill i might as well use it and i, and I actually i actually like enjoy it like yeah. now that i think about it so you could leave it up to the data labelers to label the data you could yes. just be like nah i'm not doing this anymore nope that's the thing though <laughs> like most most like um like ai jobs all of it is data like if you're gonna like start off as like a like i don't know like a machine learning engineer or something like that they're just gonna give you data to handle oh yeah um but like i think i can tackle that on now since i got the you know since i got the experience a little bit of experience in it so mm. so just kind of like You've building up to about this marius mm-hmm. about about the the guy doing the rice and the guy doing the fish yeah as, as i say it's like building up to it and, yeah uh, yeah the kind of japanese chefs kind of thing you know you you do start off as a as a towel handler, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's the Japanese sushi way, or rather, just the Japanese way, where they they usually spend uh, their lives in a company like dedicated to one one craft, where you know you start off as just a a guy who handles the towels, and then uh, in a year or so they're gonna let you like do something else in the kitchen because you're gonna be learning all that, you know, and, and then like eventually, yeah, it's a step by step. Then once you know how to handle the towels well, then they're gonna let you in on, on working on the rice. Uh, then you're gonna work with the rice for like 10 years or something mm-hmm. <laughs> until you actually get to the point where they allow you to cut the fish for the sushis. And you know, it's mm. like it's like a structure of moving up. So uh, I think we were even using this example in cybersecurity. I don't know if we had a podcast about cybersecurity jobs, but I've uh, I've learned somewhere that you start as an analyst. So you kind of look at logs mm-hmm. and you kind of monitor for suspicious activity or something like that, you know. Uh, as again, I'm not a cybersecurity expert or I don't work in that field, so I don't know, but from what I saw uh, people sharing their career uh, advice, etc. They said you start off as like a a guy down there. It's like a clear ladder. So I would imagine with with AI, you know, and I don't know. Actually, when you when you honestly think about it, maybe that is the way you would like to start. Though you wouldn't yeah. want to jump straight in as like a fresh grad. Maybe uh, wouldn't jump straight in into like the the difficult part of like mm. Of, mm. of it. You know, you might want to have senior engineers like who have worked in this or again i don't know what the what that is you know but yeah no yeah i, I agree like because there's so many levels to mm, to it yeah. so like also like tweaking and like everything like that i would rather leave that to like someone more experienced before i get there you know um so yeah no that makes sense though like working your way up is is a lot easier than like putting yourself in the deep end yeah especially um, with something if assuming you're you're working on some you know bigger company with like more uh impact impactful algorithms or something that mm-hmm. people depend on or whatever yeah um but have you have you tried i don't know have you tried looking for jobs like that because i don't think i've seen many mm-hmm. like ai jobs out here for the graduates they probably graduates, not even looking for graduates 
I've seen one or two. Uh, I did apply for them. I don't think I... <laughs> I haven't got a response yet, so I'm still waiting on that. But, uh, yeah, I've seen a couple, but they're not really, like, popular. No. Do, you, do you think they're more, more kind of a sector for people uh, where they expect you to have, like, a master's or a PhD? Yes, that's probably what... Yeah. That's the thing, though. Like, I would... They, they would want a master's or a PhD student. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not looking forward to doing masters for this, you know. Yeah. I'd rather like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'd rather like, hmm, it's complicated because like I'd rather like show off my portfolio maybe, yeah. show them what I can do, um, and like maybe get some sort of like online certificates, because mm. uh, there's plenty out there. Like TensorFlow are doing it. Uh, I'm not too sure if PyTorch is doing it, um, but there's like Coursera. There's like a lot of online certificates that you can like show that you have the skill. Um, and also, also you have to show it in the interview as well. So if you can show it in both ways, then mm-hmm. I'm sure that the, I'm sure that they would, I don't know, I'm not too sure, but like, but masters is definitely like a good, good, like certain path to get to where, to like, for example, like a machine learning engineer or like a deep learning engineer, like masters is definitely a thing you, need, you would want to consider doing for sure. Right. Right. But you could but, work a normal, regular developer job and like on the side yeah. do AI projects and just build up your name by that or something. Yeah, yeah, I could also do that. Get a few certificates along the way. Because um, I, f- I feel like with this, uh, with this like computing degree, um, you can. There's a lot of like also opportunities out there like with certific- uh, certifications. Mm. Like you don't need to do a masters all the time. Um, like AWS certificates, for example, like, you know, there's plenty of certificates out there that you can show uh, to, like, employees that, you know, you know, you got something. Would you consider doing any of them? Because, I mean, I've, I've, I, uh, I know that there's a lot of them, but, like, I look at them like, mm. ah, I don't know, maybe I don't need <laughs> it, you know? It's like, yeah. do I really need one? If the job does yeah. not require it, then, like, eh. <laughs> I well, know. I'll do it uh, if the job requires it, for sure. Um... I mean, I guess I'll do it. Like, why not, you know? Uh, ah, fair. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely considering the TensorFlow one for the future. But yeah. yeah like, I, re- I remember wanting to get one of those uh, cybersecurity certificates, mm-hmm. but then I asked someone who has been through that, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's not bad. You know, you can do it in two days. I did it in like a week. <laughs> uh, it was like a camp, boot camp, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that, that sounds good. I want it. Uh, Oh wait, how much does it cost? And they're like, oh, it wasn't bad. It was around four thousand pounds. I'm like, ah, okay. Oh no. I'm like, okay, never mind. Oh. I'll just do my, yeah. I'll just do my day job, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. You might need to pay a bit. Yeah. Um, however, like, I mean, some there's some free ones out there. I know my dad. Um, like he's done some like, uh, what was it test driven development certificates, and now he's like doing testing. So, um. So yeah, like you can get away with like not doing any master's degree. Mm. You know, it's definitely sure. get to look for alternatives. Yeah. Yeah, but masters like for certain things like it'd be good, like good track. You know, it's a good path. Like you, you, you define your path. Like. Yeah, yeah. You know, for like a, a clear, yeah. a clear. Yeah, I mean, if if there's a ladder in a field, you probably mm-hmm. have to start down there. You know, just mm-hmm. get a bachelor's, get a master's, and get into the lower. Like like the data handling department of AI, and then maybe mm-hmm. climb up. Like I would imagine, yeah. there's a clear structures or whatever. 
but yeah. I feel like there's potential for you. And if you wanted to get into AI, you could make your software detect aliens. And, uh, <laughs> and once you actually, yes. once you do that, I can supply you with some sketches of what I think an alien might look like. I can position oh. them around uh-huh. on, on a lunar surface and then we can be like, oh yeah dude that'd own, be amazing yeah and then like make a make a real-time detection kind of thing and, and then, then and then find the first aliens oh because no one's actually done that i, I don't think you know they no, are looking no. at photos but they're not sending ai imagine uh, it was like a false positive or like was it false negative I false positive or something false yeah. positive yeah false positive Oh, it's like, it just detects something and I'm like, oh yeah, it's an alien. And it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, I don't know, like a satellite fragment or something. Yeah, but we would at least have, you know, the press would have something to write about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd get excited, yeah. people excited because now everyone's like so serious. Like, could there be life out there? And all the scientists are like, oh yeah, well, there could be blah, blah. And we would just be like, oh, we found an alien. And, and everyone would be like, yay. And they would be like, oh, well, well, never mind. It was just something that would be, oh, <laughs> but, but still, you know, we did something <laughs> excited yeah. the people. True, true. Yeah. The future of AI is exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of uh, wrapping up, I guess one mm-hmm. of, uh, one of final questions would be, I guess, uh, your opinion. Where do you see AI itself going? What do you, do you feel like integrating see... it in the society and alien searching mm. and everything like you yeah. <laughs> i see uh ai going to um ai is gonna kill us all <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> yeah no i mean okay. mm, i don't see them being too conscious i don't know that's the that's the question though mm. i believe that con- like if ai becomes i believe ai will become re- like really intelligent like in, like more intelligent than us mm. but i don't know if they will be able to think for themselves that's the question i don't know mm. right do you think perhaps ai will just be a very intelligent tool of ours that we will use perhaps mm. for specific tasks to solve problems very uh, accurately maybe yeah i think so i think ai will be able to like solve a lot of things very quickly like things that we cannot solve um uh like in an instant or at all actually um because it's got like pattern recognition like you know certain patterns that maybe we'll not be able to detect but maybe the ai will be you know um mm. i don't know if it will be like conscious or you know like to that extent but i can definitely see it um you know like definitely see it mimicking like the human brain but to like you know to 10 times or like 20 times more to what we we can process for sure yeah in terms of like how uh how how much information perhaps it's able to process and yeah and, yeah yeah right so in that case i uh oh just uh mm-hmm. before we before we part uh do you have uh something you want to share like where people can find you or your projects uh github we, we can put oh. put anything in the show notes yeah i or... mean i got like um a lot of video to just show up show these projects like visually all right. So I can probably say that. And also, yeah, I can share my GitHub as well. Right. So we'll put those in the show notes. And uh, other than that, Yasin, it was a real pleasure talking. Yeah. It's a pleasure hoping, talking uh, to you, man. Hoping to get you in a future episodes. Talk more yeah, about yeah. AI, maybe AI controversies, etc. For and, sure, yeah. Uh, and thanks, Oscar, for co-hosting this one. And uh, everyone else, thanks for listening.